and welcome to Suture Side Talk, episode 99. I'm your host, Kamran Shustar, and with me is... James Seelig. Sorry, we just recorded Sidewatch. I almost said Sidewatch. Oh, that's what that pause that was. was. Yeah, that was my pause. I was like, wait, a which one is this again? I was like, uh... <laughs> I can't wait to start the Let's Plays and do Suture Side Play. That's going to ah. make uh, everything just go insane, and I'll be going crazy. I'm not actually doing that. Uh... Today is Sunday, May 16th, and we are on the third day of Godzilla Fest, James. For those that don't understand what that means, uh, our local movie theater, like Mom and Pop owned uh, Balboa Theater, has been, has returned and reopened uh, this past Friday on the 14th, and they opened with a Godzilla Fest, so a bunch of Showa era Godzilla movies, and we've watched... Like, one on Friday, we went to three of them yesterday, and we're doing one more today, actually, after we record this episode. We're going to watch uh, Godzilla vs. Hedora, uh, which will be a good time, or uh, aka Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. Uh, it's a really great movie about Godzilla fighting pollution. <laughs> yeah, it's actually super funny watching all these old movies and seeing how, I guess, heavy-handed they are about, like, in- <laughs> care for the environment or the world might just, like, be it well not the world would be ended but like humanity will die off like literally there was oh god which one do you love those little things at the the end of each movie they're just like uh there's like a moral that they'll just start talking about and you're like what do you what do you mean well it's like the the (laughs) one where the aliens were like cockroaches uh and they're just like yeah the the previous main species of our planet uh destroyed the planet because of their greed and and lack of care for the environment and before they realized it was too late they were already dying so the only thing that survived was us the cockroaches and we disguised ourselves as people and made peace land or children the children's land and they're literally like you your humanity is also headed down the same exact path like okay i I see what you're going for here yeah it's been a it's been a great week because uh the movies, the the set of movies they're showing, four out of five of them are actually my top five show era films, which has been great. Uh, but I've said it before. Um, they always they this is like the third or fourth fest we've been for Godzilla for like the theater. They like do it annually, and they're still gonna do one in August. And the only thing I want from them is like it feels like we're always just only watching Showa era stuff, which I there, it always feels like it's like that on TV and everywhere else. And I'm just like, dude, can we just get some Heisei? Like, <laughs> please, some 80s, 90s would be fantastic. Because as much as I love Showa, I'm just been so I don't want to say fatigued, but it's there's just always so much of it everywhere, and I love it. It's just I want to see more. I want to see some Heisei and maybe some Millennium stuff more often. Uh, at least on par with Showa, not just like completely drowned out by it all the time. Uh, but yeah, this is our, this is Suture Side Talk, by the way, uh, yeah. our gaming movie TV show news podcast, where we'll take select uh, topics and talk about them from the week and also talk about what we've been watching and playing. And it's, like I said, episode 99. So next week we have our 100th episode and we've also pretty much we're at this point where this month we are finishing our third year of making the show and we're entering our fourth so it's just like a you know it's big i think it's pretty big and 
Triple digits. It's crazy. Yeah. There's not too much else to say, except, you know, we'll do a bigger sized episode for 100. Not like, I don't think we'll make it three hours. That's a little overkill, but we'll make it longer. At least it's not gonna be an hour and a half. It'll be longer than that. And, you know, we'll still do our normal news. We'll do what we've been watching and playing, but we'll also talk just about like how it feels now entering, finishing our third year and like what it feels, what it felt like back then to uh, what it feels like now Uh, and what we kind of want more, what we want from the show going forward and what our plans are. And it'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the other shows on this channel a little bit, just like, you know, we got Sidewatch, we've got up to, up to it, down to it, the cut of steel and stuff. It'll just be a little bit of talk about all that stuff and what's happening after and whatnot. But yeah, that'll all be in episode 100. Otherwise, this is still a normal Sutra Side Talk episode, which we've got a bunch of news. Uh, nothing crazy, and it's just the two of us again. Last week, we had uh, Brandon Moncada on from Apollo City to talk Mortal Kombat with us, but we don't have anything specific this time. But uh, at least news-wise, we got the trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage. We got some small updates on the Whedon allegation stuff. We've got a little bit of Snyder stuff. We've got uh, some Adult Swim news, which is actually probably the biggest of the movie TV stuff. And then actually, I would say of the week, honestly. Um, and then stuff with EA and Ubisoft as well for gaming. And then after that, we'll see what we can talk about post news. With that said, you ready to dive right into it, man? Yep. All right, so that the Venom Two trailer, man, that was uh, that was something. I yeah, I watched it, and I know I know you're maybe not as excited as I am, but I it's funny because you know the previous week we talked about that whole Marvel sizzle reel trailer they did that was kind of like the preview of Phase Four, yeah, and I guess five technically, where you know they show us everything from Black Widow to Fantastic Four pretty much, and they show us the dates and whatnot. And it's like, oh, it's very wholesome. It's nice. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then I watched this Venom trailer. And I'm just like, dude, this is my... I was like more like just kind of like... The Marvel trailer was what I expected. And I was just kind of like, yeah, it's just more of the same. Like, it's more of what I was expecting. And then I watched the Venom trailer and I'm just like... This looks amazing. This looks absolutely insanely fantastic. And I'm not saying because it's like, oh, this is like an Oscar film. I'm saying like, dude, this is so wacky, so ridiculous. It looks like a fun ass comic book movie that I've always just, you got Venom cooking breakfast and singing and talking about eating Miss Chang or something. And Eddie's just like, I don't know what's happening with my life. And it's just Tom Hardy just being there. Yeah, and it kinda. just looks so much it looks so much fun you got woody harrelson with a better haircut yeah uh, ready to be very, cletus cassidy i'm very glad that they changed his haircut because that was one of the biggest complaints i had when they showed him off uh at the very end of venom was just like man that wig looks not good yeah there, there's at least in this coming movie at least three symbiotes that we're gonna see yeah I think you got, got a, venom carnage and is it it looks like a tease for screen scorn screen screen Oh, is it Scream? Okay. I think so. Yeah, and that's the female symbiote. Yeah. And then I'm not sure what else just yet. Uh, there, I heard there's teases potentially that they might tease towards actually getting Noel, uh, which is a newer Marvel uh, Venom character. That'd be neat. Yeah, 
for like a third movie which if they actually did that would be a pretty insane apparently he's like a pretty 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 big character right now yeah uh, who's freshly created but uh i just i'm really excited and it's insane thinking about it if you count that with the other marvel movies we're getting five marvel movies this year all in the second half of the year yeah it's like one kind of crazy right (laughs) Yeah. I, oh God. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. It's it's just monthly Mar- Marvel Monthly, the new <laughs> subscription magazine you've always wanted, right? Yeah. And you open it, and your movie comes out. But I still can't. We're getting Spider Man this year too. We're getting Spider Man and Venom basically months apart. Yeah. I never. I actually didn't think about that. That's that's actually kind of interesting. I'm still super excited for uh, No Way Home, and seeing how that maybe ties into Doctor Strange stuff. We'll see. I don't know. But yeah, like I said, it, it's hit. It's hit or miss. It either get me those if you give me you give me my Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield, or else you're yeah. trash. I don't know. So, so, I, I throw down the gauntlet. That's it. For the Venom trailer, though, I like I said, Cletus Cassidy looks a little bit better because his hair is not like weirdly red, like curly and stuff. But other than that, I don't know. I I wasn't the biggest fan of like the last shot of Carnage where he's just got like a bunch of tentacles with spikes and stuff because. I mean, to my experience, that's not really what Carnage does. He makes a bunch of knives and stuff out of his hands. Like, he turns his hands to axes and swords and stuff. Because Cletus Cassidy is a serial killer, and I guess his modus operandi or whatever. The way he kills people is he just, like, stabs them or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's just also really weird, like, tonally very strange that the the trailer starts off with, like, super funny uh venom cooking for eddie and eddie's just like i guess this is just my life now <laughs> which is funny but then <laughs> carnage is just like the like the last half of the trailer was just carnage being a monster and stuff like that and i i want it to be cool i love venom like uh, the symbiotes are one of the more interesting marvel things in my opinion but like i don't know this trailer's just not doing it for me you just you can't see the brilliance that is this insane film. Well, I just don't understand how <laughs> Carnage is even a thing because like they they showed in in the last movie, um, Eddie visiting Cletus in in prison. I don't know if like somehow Eddie had a hand in his being arrested, acquiring of us or something like oh. that. But yeah, and that's the thing. It's like in the comics, Carnage, the symbiote Carnage is venom's offspring like apparently the symbiotes just occasionally like spit out a youngling and so like that was what happened was like at some point venom just like creates a new spawn and it just like i i guess it happened when uh eddie was in prison or something like that next to uh, cletus cassidy i can't remember exactly how it happened but like that that was how uh eddie would be nearby enough to cletus to like give him a symbiote or whatever but in this i'm just like wait so eddie is still a investigative reporter i it doesn't seem like he's ever been to jail that that we've seen how would he have ever met cletus cassidy like at uh, like at a point where like he could be carnage at this point in the, in the timeline. I don't know. It just confuses me, but I, we'll see. I would say 
Yeah, we just it's just a trailer. Yeah. And I'll just, you know, I would because also you only got like really two shots of Carnage. You didn't really see Carnage, like not really. Yeah. So I I'd, I'd just say wait and see. Well, I think I think what bothered... you got to give this a little bit more of a chance. Yeah. I if think you're like you haven't even seen a Doctor Strange trailer and you're that excited about something that's not even you've seen, I'd say just give this a little bit more of a chance. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. I think it's just like. The last line of Venom one was Cletus saying, you know, when I'm going to get when I get out, there will be carnage. So that implies that he already has the symbiote. Maybe they were throwing us off and maybe that's like the moment where Venom just like spits out like a baby symbiote or something. And that's how Cletus survives. But it's just like, wait, then how, why would he say carnage? Is that just like a thing? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, carnage is still so I feel like, you know, carnage is just a word of death. So. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I'd say, like I said, I'd, I'd wait and see, but who knows. Uh, next piece of news, though. We have small, a small update on just all the weed and stuff. Gal Gadot has, like, officially come out in an, inter- in an interview uh, talking about that he did threaten her career. Just weed. Uh, that's, yeah. that's really it. Um, there's nothing more to it, uh, but we got that update, and I mean just the confirmation uh there's nothing more i would say i've already kind of passed my own personal judgment over the guy i don't think there's much else to say but it's cool i guess that we've gotten the official like godot saying like yeah no he did like it's not some other people singing now i'm saying it he did do this i just took care of it early on and stuff um yeah it's just more evidence that ray fisher was right and that there was some definite abusive shit going on on set and WB just tried to kind of sweep it under the rug. It seems like. Yeah. And that's really it for that. Uh, Next though, I just wanted to talk about a quick thing with Zack Snyder, uh, which I will say I watched army of the dead already in theaters. Y'all should go see that movie. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. But or, you know, if you can't go see that movie, go watch it on Netflix. But honestly, it's worth watching in the theater. I really do think it's worth watching in a theater. It's pretty good. Uh, but he, uh, this is from an, a Screen Rant article by Anna Dumarag. Dumarag? Uh, I'm sorry. I can't say that last name. I'm really sorry. Uh, but Zack Snyder talks in an interview or like he was on a show and he talks about how Warner Brothers, surprise, is quote-unquote aggressively anti-Snyder, as it says in the title there. And uh, he talks about, like, you know, he originally mapped out a five-part uh, arc for the DCU, you know, Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, and it would be the three Justice League movies. And uh, looking through it all, it's just interesting where he talks about, uh, here's the, I believe this is the quote, um, it's not a long one warner brothers has been aggressively anti-snyder if you will what can i say clearly they're not interested in my take but i would also say that they certainly weren't interested in uh my take on justice league and he says i would have said originally uh they certainly made decisions about that Uh, i love the characters and i love the worlds and i think it's an amazing place to make a movie it's glorious ip so there's that I don't know what could be done as you go forward other than I think the fan movement is so strong and the fan community, uh, their intention is so pure. And I really have this huge respect for it. 
I would hope that cooler heads would prevail with the studio and they would see that there is this massive fandom that wants more of that, but who knows what they'll do. Uh, and it just says later on in this article, like initially Snyder downplayed hopes for the Snyderverse being restored. Uh, but you know, we got, uh, our, we got the Snyder cut as well. So there's that. And we still have the restore the Snyderverse movement going on. And it's this whole thing where, you know, Snyder's talking about, this is not something Snyder said before. This is something he said recently. Uh, of what WB being anti-Snyder. And we've seen it too. We talked about uh, the potential lack of Superman last week uh, and all the stuff like as cool as that would be, what all the things that are wrong around that film and things with Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck, at least he's coming back for one movie. And we see how successful, I just want to like bring this up because it's just a, a thought of like, you know, we see how successful that movie was when it came to HBO Max. And we see the positive attitude it actually brought up and the amount of things they could still do with it, but we don't even know what they want to do now, uh, like past the two years we have coming of movies, uh, past like, you know, the Flash, Hawkman 2, Shazam 2, the Batman, Black Adam, um, I guess, James, what do you think with all of this, like, potentially with WB and where they're at, um, how do you, how do you feel with everything going on and what the direction is moving forward, at least for now? I don't know. I think it's just crazy that we didn't even get a second Henry Cavill Superman standalone movie. Like he died after the first one and we got him <laughs> back in justice league, but now they're just, they don't seem to be going forward with that. And you know, one of the other frustrating things is that we saw, you know, what could have been set up in Zack Snyder's original Justice League. And granted, I don't think anyone would have wanted to sit through a four hour movie in like in theaters. Like no, people even griped about uh, Endgame being close to that long. But that movie was like the cap of, you know, a 10 year there's a lot of talk line. of bathroom strategies. Yeah, and there was that too. So people like planned for that and people expected like, oh yeah, this is like the end of 10 years of storytelling. Uh, so it's understandable that like that's going to be like a more long epic movie. Like whereas, whereas for DC, they were like, put all these things in this movie and it ended up being like four hours and that would have never really worked out as like the second or third movie in the series or whatever. And it's like, after having watched it on HBO Max, I wish that they would continue with the Snyder uh, Snyder series just because, like, they set up so many interesting things. But, yeah, I, I just don't even know where DC is going to go at this point. Like, I don't know what their plans are. It, they're, like you said, they're clearly anti-Snyder-verse. So they're clearly not going to go with that but they still want to keep certain things like Jason Momoa as Aquaman, but, and I guess Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman because they did 1984, yeah. but that movie sucked. And Ezra so. Miller as Flash. So yeah, like all it, the three, the three not, they're, you know, three important, but not as important characters. Yeah, so it feels like they kind of want to keep what people liked sort of of the Snyder series, but not keep that general storyline going which is just strange. And at this point, I feel like 
they and I, I know this is going to sound insane it would honestly maybe be better for them to just like burn it all to the ground and start again it, it like with a plan but i don't know if anyone really wants to do that again at this point another re yeah that's like saying you know amazing spider-man followed by spider-man um homecoming, yeah. and it's like you know it's exhausting and it's hard to say because they're in that weird spot where i think it's like we're in too deep now yeah you're it's like you've been in here too long to go and reboot it and you're also so far in though that it's so messy that it doesn't there's gonna at least with marvel there's you know every now and again there's small parts that you're like that doesn't fit or you know how'd you guys fuck that up maybe uh very small things but for this it's just like you're getting to a point where it's going to get convoluted and there's going to be a lot of confusion and especially when you're uh, like we're bringing uh ben affleck back for one more batman movie but also we're doing a completely separate batman movie with a completely different actor that's not related to anything but it's still batman yeah and it's still i get like you could do multiverse but that's that doesn't you know the average person doesn't understand multiverse uh and it's all real it's all fine yeah it's just like the the annoying part is they're basically almost trying to be it, it i don't want it to be something where they just go turn off your brain because that's not what i've wanted for these movies ever it, like i hate it yeah i hate like no that, it, 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 it's stupid when you get to that point yeah when you put, say it that way that, that's kind of how it feels is like they want you to just not think about it and it's just like like that scene in uh, Aquaman when he meets Mira for the first time and he's just like, who are you? And you're like, wait, but you literally met each other in the last movie in, in Justice yep. League. And they even reference that Justice League happened because they're like, hey, you're, you're that fish man who saved the world, right? And so it's like, wait, so you want the last movie to have existed, but not certain parts of it. So even within their own canon, they pick and choose what to um, to legitimize or, well, or to reference. I will, I will say in, in Aquaman, they do, uh, do they, they do clarify that uh, Arthur and Mira do know each other uh, from the movie. Uh, when she does come to see him, he's like, what do you want? Because he knows like he remembers her from the previous thing. He's like, why, why are you coming from Atlantis to bother me? He doesn't know anything about her. He just knows that he's met her once. Like he, uh, they, I, they show that they met her. I once. assumed that he just like recognized that she was an Atlantean, but it, like it seemed like he didn't really know her specifically. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really know her. It was just that he's met her briefly. It was like that thing, but yeah, that's it. I guess. So. Um, uh, otherwise, yeah. It, it, who knows what else can happen from it too. And, you know, you have other parts where, you know, you have the rock hyping up Black Adam to death and that is growing and growing and growing. But and you could even see that reflecting in the comics where they're like, oh, we should start start propping up Black Adam. Um, but it's just still, yeah, what the hell is going to be happening now? What What's going on with this universe? What What is their plan? And so far, it, yeah, it definitely feels very and I'm not against solo films. I'm not against. I like solo films. I prefer solo films for the most part, usually. But I, I, it's nice to know that there's something above it all that's like making sure it works, to connected together. I don't know. I don't want it to be like some fucking thing where it's like 
oh hey we did this and you go in the next movie and it's like hey didn't you do this well yes but no but yes but also no and it's like well which which is it i don't you see that was i don't get it that was in our earth (laughs) 2 movie verse yeah and i'm just god it's just so fucking it's gonna get to that point i'm very curious will it get to that point where i might not watch some Hmm. will it get to that point where i look at it and i go you know what i get that it's really cool looking i maybe or i get like maybe this director worked really hard on it or something but will it hit that point for me where i just go like i'm just done i'm tired uh i'm just trying to pit it all fit it all together and if they don't want to do the ones i want not necessarily of course like i'm not the fucking guy that works there i can't say that but like you know it's like it's if it's a thing you don't like it then don't pay for it you know speak with your wallet and obviously you know when it comes to film that's very hard because of how much people are going to pay for it but um i'm just wondering for myself would i am i going to stop contributing to a certain point eventually depending on how this goes and keeps going and the directions they take or lack of direction they take uh that's what has me curious i guess you could say but (sighs) enough of that that's all i got for that really uh moving on to the last movie tv show uh news piece uh adult swim came out with a tweet or three and each tweet it's a it's a chain of tweets and it says the same thing this original film has been greenlit. Any complaints and we're turning this internet around and going home. <laughs> and the first one is The Venture Brothers. The second one in that chain, basically it says the same thing each time. First one is Venture Brothers. The second one is Metalocalypse. And the third one is Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So, uh, James, you watched uh, Metalocalypse. I didn't really, I haven't yet yeah. at least. I'm going to. But... Uh, I just want to ask you specifically, what, how did the show, did the show have a definitive ending or did it feel like it was supposed to keep going? I don't, honestly, I don't think I watched the last season, but at the same time, I I think it just kind of got canceled and it never got like a final ending. So I guess if Mm. they were to do a movie, I'd love them to actually finally answer like, what does that devil looking dude want with Death Clock? Because like almost every episode had the um, the like a scene where they would show what Death Clock's plans were in like the near future or whatever, and they'd have the like the World Council uh, of just random people deciding like what to do with Death Clock, and there's always the devil guy who was just like, "We shall wait and see" or whatever. So like maybe they like the devil finally springs his plan of like what he's been grooming death clock four and then maybe they're just like fuck you we just like playing metal <laughs> and then, <laughs> something like that i don't know like so that that would be cool uh and like i, I honestly don't know what they would make for uh, uh for like a um aqua teen hunger force movie because that i i don't know either it was just like I a just random want... ass show <laughs> It, it was a hell of a, everything in that show is random. I need to watch, it's basically making me go like, I need to watch all of these from start to finish again, except for Venture Brothers. Well, actually I want to do that. I remember everything. I just want to do it again because I want to, yeah. but Aqua Teens and Metalocalypse, I never really watched Metalocalypse, so I want to watch it. It's and funny. then Aqua Teens, 
uh i just i saw you know it's it was one of those random episodes it's like you just kind of watch it here and there yeah uh it always felt like so i'd be down to watch like the whole thing uh i especially my favorite episode which is i don't know maybe i'm very disturbed i don't really know (laughs) but my favorite episode was always the (laughs) it's so bad the one with hand banana i don't remember which is a yellow dog that they create from uh shakes dna and it's uh it just like seems like a dog and then only carl can hear it talk and i'll look at carl and i'll be like tonight you and then it plays like this music it's like and carl's like hey what does that mean tonight (laughs) you and he he goes to carl's house and he rapes him oh my god and carl's like no banana no (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's so all right it's like i said the it's so fucked up but they do it in such a way that you are laughing so fucking hard throughout the whole episode (laughs) because the dog just fucking carl the whole time (laughs) and carl trying to like find new ways to stop the dog and the dog's like i'm gonna i'm gonna come for you carl (laughs) and he's like oh not him banana (laughs) Uh. (laughs) it's so fucking bad but if you watch the episode you'll laugh you'll probably be deeply disturbed but you will fucking laugh your ass off it is the funniest shit i i just that episode i want ham i really want ham banana to be in the fucking movie uh because it'd be horrifying that'd be interesting uh like if you watch it you'll understand for now you can judge me all you want though i completely understand why you judge me for that. as far as venture uh, bros go i'd, I'd love more venture this, bros. So this is the biggest one this is the biggest one to me because this got canceled and it can't got canceled at a point where you wanted there was it was a very cutoff point where you know something else, all this stuff was going to happen well it's and like the it was, monarch finally found out that he's rusty venture's brother and Hank left and put on a Batman mask <laughs> like a fucking yeah. idiot. <laughs> so there's a lot happening and you're just like, oh shit. And the show, the reason it takes so long is because they put a lot of work into it. Like it's such a high quality show, I would say, honestly, uh, for adult animated shows, uh, it's second only to South Park. Otherwise, it would be my favorite uh, adult animated show because it's just so it's so amazing it's just so beautiful it's the animation's amazing everything about the show is amazing i've never seen a bad episode i've never seen a bad season it's just purely like continuously great and having it get a movie is awesome and you know adult swim saying all this shit like you know don't complain because of course people are going to complain because the, the guys making the show were in the middle of making the next season an entire yeah. season and instead of getting a movie that's obviously going to be the length probably like these are all going to be like an hour and a half if they were longer that'd be fantastic but i doubt it i doubt adults would do that i doubt at&t or warner brothers would allow that um i'm not too sure but it's just something that i don't see happening uh so it's really the length of like three episodes and that's it which you know it's not what i wanted I wanted full seasons for these yeah. shows, especially Venture Brothers. I wanted Venture Brothers to continue because it wasn't ending. But looking at this, if we weren't going to get anything at all, this is, you know, better than nothing. And at least we'll get closure. This is closure. And who knows? Because from what I've seen for this, uh, the plan for these is that they'll be doing... 
uh, physical releases of these movies. So uh, the network revealed that it would be revisiting some of its beloved, uh, which so which will be released physically and digitally for a 90-day exclusive window, so you have to pay for it, followed by premieres on both HBO Max and Adult Swim. So you can purchase it for and then like after three months you can get it for free or with your subscription or whatever and i'm wondering james with these uh occurrence with these three films what if people bought the shit out of these and they actually made a ton of money and then they had a ton of views on hbo max and adult swim i mean that would be great i mean but do you think so this is a big question do you think if there was enough money earned from it and enough views watched from it from those two platforms that are like subscription and channel based, do you think that would green light continuations potentially of those series or not? Oh, it's definitely possible. I I mean, I wouldn't say it's a definitive, like, yeah, of course, if they make like millions of dollars, they're going to make another, uh, like more of it. Like, I, I just think it's definitely much more likely uh and i I think i guess overall if if i'm not gonna get any more of these series like normally i'll take what i can get so the the movies i'll be happy with if that's all i get i don't normally it's funny because you know if they're doing uh, we talked about this before james the the wb was going to tone down physical releases Mm -hmm. and stick to more digital for media uh or at least like the dc and dc animated and um scooby-doo stuff we like talked about that whole like you know, they were going to just put them up as HBO Max originals. But, you know, if these get physical releases, um, even if I'm not the biggest fan of them. Well, actually, you know what? I think I would be, but I'm pro- I'm going to be honest. I might just get the f- best physical versions of all three uh, and just say fuck it and go with it and just put my money into it. Because um, it reminds me of, uh, did you ever watch Young Justice? I, I saw bits and pieces of it while Daniel was watching it, and it looked really you should good. Honest, but... you, you watched? Did you watch the entirety of like you know Batman, uh, Batman Beyond, Superman, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited animated series? I mean, when I was a kid, probably. Uh, I would. I mean, if you have, don't remember those, honestly, James, they're on HBO Max. You should really watch those all again. They were, are truly amazing. But uh, Young Justice is probably the closest you'd get to that in the modern day, and it was canceled after its second season. And one of the creators, I forget who was, straight up said, like, it's coming to Netflix. Uh, if you all really want there to be a third season, you need to watch the shit out of it on Netflix. And people watch the shit out of it on Netflix. And then HBO Max said, hey, we're bringing it back for season three. And right now they're actually making season four. So maybe, 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 maybe. If it's done well enough with these shows or with these movies, they could potentially return. Maybe not on Adult Swim, but potentially on HBO Max, because that was all that was like a whole thing they talked about before, where maybe HBO Max could have saved Venture Brothers, and we see that it didn't, but it still could, depending on how these films go. These films are, I would say, they are serving as two things: they serve as closure, but they could also serve as tests to see if to gauge it's just like um uh honestly we could relate it to games james it's like when they said hey we're making the crash insane trilogy and depending on how that does we'll also do like crash team racing but also yeah. if you get if it does well enough we'll make a crash four and it did and it did well enough to the point yeah and then now they're never doing it again because they're folding everything into call of duty and blizzard but uh <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so, you know, you see how it can work until for some reason it doesn't. But, uh, you know, there's a chance here. And I would say this. Go and rewatch those shows. Obviously, don't like rewatch them 20 million times and just only watch that. But I would say just go and watch them all again and show that there's interest in it. And then when those movies come out, if you really, really want those shows to come back or you want continuations of those, you got to put your money where your mouth is. That's the yeah. only way that's going to work. Yeah, you could sure you could wait for it to come on HBO Max and Adult Swim and that's well and good. But if you actually put money towards that support, then that's how it's going to work. It's always speak, speak with your wallet. If you don't think you something deserves your support or you don't believe in a movie or show or something or game, then don't pay for it. Don't spend your money on it. Show that you are not going to support that because you could say all you want online, but at the end of the day, money is the biggest uh, move you can always make for that kind of thing considering we're in a very capitalistic country. Uh, so I would just highly recommend that. Support it, throw in money. Don't support it, save your money. Boom. That's it. And go watch Venture Brothers. For the love of God, watch that fucking show. It's amazing. It's so if you haven't good. yet, just watch that show. It's so good. It's amazing. And that is it for the gaming news. Uh, moving on. Uh, this is a little bit shorter. But we got our reveal for EA Play Live. I think it's called EA Play Live. It's like fucking... I don't really... Uh, Their E3 show that's not at E3. It really isn't at E3 because it's a month later. Wait, what? It's over a month later. EA Play is coming back July 22nd. Okay. Huh. So we get E3, and I think... <sighs> Just fucking... <laughs> God damn. Well, all right. Uh, maybe EA will... St no, they're not going to beat E3. What am I saying? I think they're still revealing Battlefield 6 in June, but their whole giant thing will be in july and on july 22nd nah. at least at least james at least it's just one right it's just one and not 20 million things because yeah uh ubisoft forward is june 12th and that's during e3 like it has the little e3 hashtag with it so we at least know that but um yeah that's really it for ea that's it it's just we got the date um actually i guess real fast do you want to say what you think there will be i don't know if we talked about it last time or not um but i mean obviously battlefield 6 um dragon age 4 i'd assume uh whatever it is for fifa and madden and maybe, nhl maybe next mass effects are they working on that they might be but also do you think they're going to show two bioware games in one thing oh that's, i don't know that's a lot and i'm gonna be honest dude is that a good thing, really? Fine. Have we enjoyed any of the Dragon Age 4 teases at all? Has it even been useful uh, the, with like, all the Dragon two Age seconds 4? of stuff? No. The dev diary? Yeah. Um, it's just like uh, Bethesda. Remember when they announced Starfield in Elder Scrolls 6? And it was like, why, why did you think that was a good idea? Why was that smart? Because now you just announced something that's never going to come out <laughs> until like eight years later. Yeah. Uh, what was the point of that? The way I see it, dude, honestly, I, I'd rather I I wish a lot of games or, or studios would do things like Bethesda did before with Fallout 4, where they announced the game and then it came out like four months later. That was like the best version I've ever seen of a game reveal um, because it was that quick. It was that easy. 
all the hype was there because it was coming so soon. Whereas they go, hey, it's coming, and uh, here's concept art, and you go, wow, and then you go like four years later, whatever happened to that game, dude? Like, uh, is that is that still? Yeah, <laughs> is that game still going on? But I don't know. Do you think there's any other games besides that? Oh, not really. Um. Oh, maybe Jedi Fallen Order two or something maybe because you, uh, you have to assume respawn has something they'll probably do an apex update that's but... true i mean we we could see some other star wars thing because wait a minute no the i was about to say they still have like that that deal with disney for like 10 year contract and that's still got a few years i think but like it's over yeah that's the thing it's it's over now uh. yeah because uh, remember uh massive uh, ubisoft is already making a star wars game too and uh other stuff like that so the ea will still do stuff it's just you know, we'll see what... Ha- oh, maybe they'll do a Knights of the Old Republic remastered or something. Or the remake. They might show that. That could be a thing. Maybe. Uh, but uh, switching from EA to Ubisoft. Oh, boy. Speaking of games uh, that have been delayed over and over again. James, your favorite game, Skull and Bones, has apparently been pushed further all the way into uh 20 2020 20 uh other known as 2022 <laughs> but it might as well be 2000 years from now yeah um i've been confused by this game since they announced it because like way back in the day when they announced it like what five years ago or some shit like that they were like hey 2017 wow okay so yeah like for a little over four years and it was supposed to be released in 2018 and now it's (laughs) it's aim is uh they said between 2022 2023 now that's funny but yeah Yeah. like they they basically just they seem to describe it as the ship battles from assassin's creed black flag but like just that and it's multiplayer and i was like no thank you (laughs) not I liked those ship battles, but I did not have any interest in making the uh, multiplayer or versus. I mean, maybe some people did, and that might be fun, but I don't know. I just, the first reveal didn't interest me at all. And then it's just been super fun, funny to me that they just keep delaying it every year. Like, it's a running joke at this point uh, that I'm like, oh, you think Ubisoft might show off Black Flag? No, not Black Flag. Um... Skull and, Skull and Bones this year, finally, just, it, and they never do. No, so I mean, it's a. Uh, it comes from a long line of, you know, we've had the Last Guardian, we've had uh, Duke Nukem Forever, we've had uh, what else? What else has taken forever? Hmm. Uh, there's honestly been a bunch of other ones. I feel sure. like, but. I think this is now the, you know, we have Duke Nukem and Skull and Last Guardian for better or for worse now. And this is the next big thing. Yeah. Because it, it, otherwise, like, it, it doesn't, it's one of those things where it could go one of two ways. It goes like The Last Guardian, where you have it in development hell forever, and then you eventually get it. Or does it go the route of, like, deep down and, and the it just agent never sees the light of day and it's just there they go we're sort of working on it but they won't say that it's not being worked on anymore for some stupid reason yeah, uh, was, i've never understood that kind of was deep down stupidity within game de- like game officially development. canceled 
I'd assume so. If they, because they, it's either just say something or you don't. Because it's like, what's the point of hiding it? What What is so yeah. important that you don't say it? Like, it's just I've always found that extremely. Um, I mean, I mean, hey, it's a multi-billion, million-dollar company, but I've always found that extremely yeah. selfish. Well, even Platinum to do that. did that for uh, Scalebound. They were like, "Yeah, this game's just not coming together," so we stopped development. And I was like, "Well, shit." The one of the reasons why I bought an Xbox is gone now. Okay, but at least thank you for telling yeah, us. Yeah, at least thanks at least. for telling me. So I'm not like for years just like where's Scalebound? Yeah, I mean I've said it before. We uh, much earlier episode I I said like yo Agent is dead deep down is dead. They're just yeah. dead. They're not. They they I, I buried them. I had the funeral. It was great. I had quiches at the uh, <laughs> after party. But you know shit. It's so it's over. Um, but this game. This is that one game now. It's a, Luckily, I think it's only one game now. I really hope there's not a bunch of other games that are like in development hell that I have to think about, but it's just this. And it's like, it's funny too, because it's at this point where I'm like, do I even want to buy this game if it came out? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care anymore. I don't think I do either. And uh, it's so hard to say, but it's whatever. And shifting from it, there's more Ubisoft news to talk about because it wasn't just this game that i wanted to talk about for ubisoft instead there's also talk of ubisoft changing what they want to do here so james i don't know if you've seen this or not but uh they talked about changing up the way they develop their games I don't know if you heard about I, this. I heard about this while I was like listening to podcasts in the car on the way to or from work, but I I was like half listening. So from what I understand, they're it's unclear if they're trying to focus more on free to play games or just they want to make some more free to play games. So <clears throat> this is from an IGN article by Rebecca Valentine. And it was its uh, financial it's uh the earnings call for the last fiscal year. And uh, here's what the quote is. In line with the rev- with the evolution of our high-quality lineup that is increasingly diverse, we are moving uh, from our prior comment regarding uh, releasing three or f- to four premium AAAs per year, uh, said Frederick Duguet, Ubisoft CFO. Additionally, we are building our high-end free-to-play games to be trending toward AAA ambitions over the long term. So, looking at it, what they say specifically, we are moving on from our prior comment regarding releasing three to four premium AAAs. So when they say moving on, are they saying we are scrapping that plan? Are we not doing that any longer? I don't know. It's, It's weird. It's so it's very vague, but I think oh wait, here we go. Here's uh with more so in line with the evolution of our uh high quality lineup that's increasingly diverse, we're moving on. It is no longer a proper indication of our value creation dynamics. For example, our expectation for just dance and writers republic are consistent with some of the industry's AAA performances. Additionally, we're building our high-end free-to-play games to be trending toward AAA ambitions. This is purely a financial communication revolution and does not change the fact that we continue to expect high cadence of content delivery 
including powerful premium and free-to-play new releases, as well as continued expansion of our post-launch plans with an increased focus on delivering our biggest franchises. So, um, it's hard to say what this means. Um, I mean, when they said three to four per year, that's like kind of like a quarterly release, right? You're looking at like a, you know, a winter, spring, summer, fall game. And normally that would be like, Things like Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, Far Cry. I guess you'd include Just Dance. I, I guess, right? Is that does that ta- they probably? Count? I mean, they they probably would because it's one of their biggest money makers of the year. So, and then not to mention all their Tom Clancy games, of course, too. Yeah. But you know, we're seeing then if they want to go more of a free play, free to play uh, approach, which would mean if it's free to play, you're looking at probably heavy microtransactions. You'd have to assume, right? And we're seeing now the first announcement was uh, the Division Heartland. We don't know how that's going to be, but I'm sure if that's going to be the first one released, uh, then that's going to kind of pave the, that's going to be the canary in the coal mine. That's going to tell us what the rest of these potential free-to-play games they want to do are going to be like. And I would say, I guess for now, we have to hold off what this means until we see the culmination of what they're saying in actual products, but I don't know. It has me weary already because their previous acts were already weary because when they said big AAA, usually they're lo- you're looking at massive service style games. Like they're just too big now, which, you know, big is cool, but sometimes big is too big. Well, it's like one of and the, one of my, or the complaints that I kept hearing for the most recent Assassin's Creed game was like, it's just way too long there's just so much like repetitive doing the same thing over and over again. Not because it's like necessarily inherently boring, but it's just, it's too much. I mean, Odyssey uh, was like that. I would say even as fun as it was, um, I was like, dude, how much more is in this fucking game? Mm. And I'd keep looking, I'd see there's more stuff to do. And I'll talk about that in due time. But I was just like, part of me was like, I can't wait for this to be over. Like, I'm just, I want to finish it because I want to finish it, but it's just so much there that doesn't need to be. And I was getting tired. Um, and I haven't played Valhalla yet. I haven't bought Valhalla yet. Same. And they said it was smaller. What? So if it, yeah, it's supposed to be smaller than Odyssey. So if Valhalla feels bigger than Odyssey, <laughs> I'm going to start hitting my head against the wall, trying to understand what this company is doing. But yeah, it's, it's very hard to say. And for me, I'm just saying I'm going to wait and see personally because I just want to see exactly what their free-to-play is going to look like and also how that's going to balance with their current AAA lineup and what they have coming. And I guess, honestly, we'd only have to wait a month to see what they do at Ubisoft Forward to see what they show because that's really going to tell us exactly what's coming in the next two to three years, if anything. Yeah, probably. But Maybe we'll see Heartland there. Yeah. But honestly, that's really all the news we got for today. And we still have, it's, we're 50 minutes in. We'll probably not go too much longer. Uh, I don't know if we'll hit an hour and a half yeah, unless we get too forward, into it. So. Yeah. So we'll probably just go a little bit more. Uh, with that said, James, let's jump into what we've been watching and playing. And I'm glad I got six guts of movies done last time. That was great. Uh, do we want to... I guess, should I knock another one out? Sure. All right. 
This is uh, some dinosaurs, James. I don't know if you've watched this yet, but Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. No, I, I never got around to watching that. So it is a lot better than I expected it to be. Yeah. I was very shocked. Yeah. So animation's fine. Uh, it's nothing special. It's just, you know, it's okay. But um, it's based in Jurassic World events. It actually is supposed to be like part of the canon. And it occurs during the events of Jurassic World 1 and before the second movie, Fallen Kingdom. And what it ha- it's two seasons and the third season's actually coming out. And oh, I saw real? the trailer. Yeah. And I'm actually excited because it's actually really cool. Um, it's supposed to be these kids who are taken to a cool... It's Camp Cretaceous. It's supposed to be like a camp on Jurassic World. And uh, most of them are there for specific reasons. One's like a really big social media icon. You know, uh, one is uh, a really good athlete. One just has connections because his dad works there or something. <laughs> uh, one, uh, I forget what the other ones were. And then one won because he like did a game contest and he like beat this thing. And they actually do a really good job of showing like a couple of their past or why they're there and what reasons they are. And like without making it feel really kiddie like, like they actually do a good job of like character development in terms of like getting you to understand their backstories and who they are. And it's actually really cool. I was like, oh shit. And there's a little, there's a small bit of company espionage. Like you get in the books a little bit, slightly, just not really that much there, but there's like another company that gets one of the kids. They're like, Hey, your family's in trouble. They can barely pay for their homes. If you get to go here, if you snag us some dino DNA or whatever, uh, we will have your family set for life. And there's this whole thing of it too. Um, and you do have BD Wong in there for a brief moment as, uh, the doc, as the scientist, you know, I forget what the scientist's name is. Dr. Wong, I think. Uh, no, wait, no. No, wait, no. B.D. Wong's last name is B.D. Wong. I don't actually know. I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, but you know the guy yeah. plays. He's in it briefly. And they actually have the Indominus Rex in it. Uh, oh, really? Briefly, in, like, the first season. Um, like, he chases them at certain points. But, like, you know, the other events occur and they actually see stuff. Like, they see, uh, I think his name is Madani. Or, no, no, that's the chick from Punisher. Um I forget what the guy's name is, but you know, the dude that owns the park, he goes in the helicopter and they try to chase down the Indominus in Jurassic World. And like, uh, those pterodactyls come and destroy the helicopter in the movie. Uh-huh. Like that part is in the show. Like they oh. show like, they're like, Hey, it's the helicopter. And then they watch it crash and they're just like, Oh, <laughs> um, and it's like, they get left behind basically when everyone does that Island evacuation at the end of Jurassic World, the, the, the kids there get left behind and they're just like uh what now and it's just them trying to survive and like they see other humans in the second one that are also they're there for ulterior motives and dude there's death in this show in this kid's show people die on the dinosaurs straight up eat them but they show it it's like off screen like it'll basically show the dinosaur dive in at them to go for the crunch and it just you know it zooms away and you just like the kids are like oh jesus christ (laughs) but honestly i'm not even i honestly think it's better than these movies like better than jurassic world and jurassic world fallen kingdom uh the character development actually makes so much more sense and it's you know it's a show so it's taken slower and it's much more down to earth uh and then there's like um 
I think what they call them Toro. There's a specific type of Rex. I forget which type of species, subspecies of Rex it is. But um, he was in Fallen Kingdom. He's the one that the bigger T-Rex like crushes during that scene. It shows like one T-Rex with like spikes coming out of the side of his head. Oh, the and like he, I think so, yeah. And then uh, the T-Rex just kind of smashes him and it's just like, I'm bigger than you. It's like that one is actually the one that kind of chases them through the uh, parts of the show. Uh, like I think both seasons. Because they piss him off in one and they're like, oh no, he remembers us. <laughs> and they're just like, run. But honestly, dude, uh, I would highly recommend that show. It is so much better than the movies. Um, it makes much more sense. And ironically, it's great for all ages because it's for kids, but adults could actually totally get shit out of it. And they have like a new dinosaur coming into it in the third season that was like in one of the labs and it was still in like, you know, some form of uh, containment and it's breaking out and it's potentially something original, which is going to be cool. But uh, it's honestly, yeah, it's great because it's good for kids. They don't show anything too bad and it's still made for them. So it works because it's still like dinosaurs and stuff because I'm sure, you know, at this point, families have shown their kid Jurassic Park or something. Uh, and uh, they, yeah, it's it's just good. And it makes more sense than the movies, honestly. Not the, you know, original Jurassic Park, but I'm saying like the Jurassic World movies. It, it, it works a lot better for sure. Um, and it's really short, James. Honestly, I think you'd like it. Right. But... You know, I'd say give like a couple episodes for the first season a shot. It'll take you like 40 minutes and then you could see for yourself if you want to continue. Um, should I go again or uh, you want to jump in? Uh, You can do another one. I honestly, my list is getting pretty short just because I haven't had a whole lot of time to do stuff recently. And I feel like this weekend has been kind of a waste because not a waste, I shouldn't say, but just like I've been trying to play. Damn, dude. No, no, no. I, just, I, I tried playing Returnal again this weekend and it's just like I feel like I haven't made much progress for like oh, playing a bunch of I hate rounds. that. So it's I like, hate when you play a game and it feel, it actually you lose progress or something. That was like me when I waste uh, weekends trying to get uh, comp and glory in Crucible. Yeah. And I'd go negative by the end of the weekend and I just feel like I literally wasted my entire weekend it's like oh i gotta do that one crucible uh, mode in destiny before like tuesday or else i'll have to wait for it to cycle back in oh if i just want to play a little bit of eternal maybe i could kill the uh, third boss finally and it's just like that hasn't happened (laughs) dude just straight yeah just go just get your destiny stuff yeah eternal's not going anywhere and there's no time sync for it really very true um another movie i watched was the peter jackson king kong director's cut okay Dude, that movie, uh, I had not I had not seen it for like 10 years or more uh, when I watched it again recently. And holy shit, that, it's so good. Dude, I remember it's so freaking good when it came out. Yeah, it, it does a really great job. Um, I know a lot of people would say, you know, the 30s one is probably still better just because it's the original take and everything yeah. else. But this one just, I don't know, you know, it has a lot more going for it. And it's funny, too, because uh, Kyle Chandler is in it and you watch him in King of Monsters. And, you know, he's like the main character who's like... He was the the guy that they have in King of Monsters, and he's Millie Bobby Brown's dad. Oh, my God. You're, oh, shit. You're right. He was in that movie. He's in King Kong as the... He's supposed oh, to be the so actor. And he's such a, like, a, you know, he's a conceited actor. Yeah. And then at the end, he comes in and rescues them. He literally comes in down on a vine shooting, yeah. like, his Tommy gun at the fucking monsters. But uh, it's just funny seeing him in there, and I cracked up because it ruined it for a couple people when we watched that, because then they go, I can't watch the legendary yeah. movies now without thinking of him with this, and I'm just like, don't, you have to, you have to separate the actor from the, the character from the actor so you can enjoy him in this, otherwise it's going to be 
harder, even though this... I'm not going to lie, his character in Kong was better than his character in King of Monsters, just because they didn't really yeah. do a great job with those characters, but... Uh, he was even less yeah, interesting it's... in Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> but it's got, yeah, it's got him, it's got Adrian Brody as, like, the writer dude. Uh, Jack Black being the director yeah. is so... Or is being like, um, fuck, what's the... What's his name? What's the main character? Like the the big movie star's name, movie maker's oh, name. I don't uh, it's been. I gotta so I gotta look it up real fast. But uh, seeing all them and then having like three, not one, but three T Rexes fight Kong. I know that was probably your favorite part, huh? Yeah, dude, that was super cool. Yeah. Oh, Carl Denham. That was Jack Black's character's name. But it's funny seeing Jack Black in this role where it's like the mo- probably his most serious role. And uh, I know he's probably done others, maybe, uh, but I just Bernie. Oh, I still never watched that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I still don't know if I want to. Still. I know you told me all about it, and I'm, that's why I'm like, do I even want to watch that? Is the issue? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's so good watching like everything happen, and it's so long. It is so long of a movie because it's like, if I remember correctly, the movie's over three hours long. And so much happens because it's like all the setup of them getting there to the actual like landing on the island and then going through the island and everything else. And, you know, it's going to be a lot different than the 30s movie because, you know, James, when we look at the 30s movie, they didn't really know anything about dinosaurs back then. Hence why a triceratops is trying to eat them and yeah. like the Brachiosaurus is trying to eat them. And you're like, why are these herbivores trying to eat these people? And they're like, we don't we don't know what they are yet. We don't know what they are. They can eat and everything else. But now modern day they fix all that up but they also do some fucked up shit too because uh you get to that like you know the log scene the log bridge where all the this is where like all the soldiers fucking die off or the the sailors they go off and then kong is like hey i'm just gonna knock you all off this log and you're gonna fall to the bottom of this crevice which is probably the most horrifying part of the film and also the best part of the film at the same time and it's like during that whole time that uh What's her face? Uh, Naomi Watts' character. Um, what's her name? Uh, Anne Darrow. You know how she's like kidnapped by Kong that whole time. And then she's like getting to know him. He literally fucked over all those humans because he like lo- when he locks that log over and they fall to the bottom of that pit. Uh, in the 30s movie, they have all these weird, unique creatures come out and like eat them all and kill them. And you're just uh, like, yeah. what the fuck are those things? And in this, they just expand on it horrifyingly where it's all these crazy Dude, that bugs scene where the guy is like crawling up the cliff wall and the giant claw like just spears him and pulls him into the hole in the wall yep it's fucking terrifying it's horrifying and there's like um i think they're called like potato bugs or jerusalem crickets they look like giant there's, like, like cat-sized crickets it's fucking terrifying and they're like climbing on their shoulders trying to bite them and shit and there's all these yeah and it's, it's crazy because like you know the scene the... when like claw gets eaten by slugs yeah, and you have all of them there, and they're fighting for their lives, and, you know, like, only a few of them have guns, and they're starting to run out, too, and they're just, like, hitting them with guns that are out of ammo. I think Carl Denham is using his camera to beat them and shit, and it's crazy because they're, like, they're getting um, overwhelmed, and it's sad, too, because, like, you could kind of say it's, like, a racist character in the original, uh, but Charlie, he's this Chinese cook guy, oh, he's, like, the yeah. guy with all the potatoes, and he's in the 30s one he survives and he's actually in the son of kong sequel which is hilarious that he is in that too he's just like charlie go aboard i don't want to be part of the mutiny and you're just like okay um 
He's also in the 70s one, sort of. But in this one, they fucking kill Charlie. He doesn't die in the other ones, but they kill him in this one. Because you have him. You have uh, the main cook, who is uh, Andy Serkis. So Andy Serkis is playing like a living person, and he's also playing Kong. You know, because it's like this is back when he's doing all the CG shit. It's like, hey, you were Gollum. Now you get to be a giant monkey. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And uh, that just the watching that, and it's hella expanded because I think in the director's cut, they made it longer, which is why that scene is so much more drawn out. And you're watching, it, it's really, I, I just really wanted to talk about this specifically, talking about the film because it's like the most interesting part because you're watching all of them freaking out because they're scared as hell because all these monsters are coming in. But then it turns from fear to rage. Like, you see Jack Black just getting pissed off because he's like, you're literally all ruining everything I've been working for. All these yeah. fucking things. I'm going to I'm gonna die in here getting eaten by bugs trying to make this film that I came all this way for and a woman got kidnapped and we're trying to save her for all of this. And then, like, uh, Charlie is just, like, dead. And Andy Circus is literally trying to, like, stop the bugs from eating his body to the point where then these creepy fucking, like, maggot, they looked like a cross um, between slugs and leeches. Come out and f- just grab him by the head, and he's still trying to fight. Dude, that shit was insane. Like one works his way, its way up, like one leg. Another one works its way up the other leg. Like one grabs one of his arms, and then yeah, like finally one just like kind of starts slowly devouring his head, and he's like trying to swing at it with his machete, and he just like clearly can't quite get it, or it's fucking yeah. slow way to die. Oh, God, it was, dude, it was something. And that that film, God damn, it's like, you know, you think of Peter Jackson just for all the Lord of the Rings movies. But, you know, besides that, this is definitely the other big one. And it's not, I don't, I would never say it's as big as Lord of the Rings, but it just does, he does such a fucking good job with this movie. Like yeah. that, imagine coming off of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and then just blowing out of the fucking park with King Kong too. It feels like he was like a huge fan of the original King Kong. And he's just like, I want to make that but for modern day. And I just want to make it yeah. as close to the original as possible, but expanding on the places where I know I can do better. Yeah. And I, I love Skull Island to an extent. Like I enjoy Skull Island a lot, but Peter Jackson's King Kong is probably my favorite version yeah, of it's those great. movies. Yeah. It, it just did. They, they do such a good job with it. Um, but you know, you know, the story of King Kong, I've told you this story millions of times, like from watching the previous versions, but that, that was the specific part I really wanted to talk about there. Uh, it's just so well done and the amount of CG probably in that of creating all that shit and it's it's just so crazy good. But um yeah. I guess uh did you want to go next or Yeah, <laughs> I'll do one real quick cuz it's like already 4:20 and we're Yeah, we got to we got to we got to bounce. I'll try to do yeah. one in like 5 minutes. Um so I guess mo- most recently I watched Yasuke that uh oh anime. we could both talk okay cool yeah that yeah. anime that uh we mentioned last week i think because lakeith stanfield is like the voice of the main character yasuke it was just kind of okay i guess i don't know i i thought it was super funny that all i knew about it going into it was that it was supposedly like semi-historical because the character Yasuke, the black samurai, is like based off of an actual real life black samurai that existed at some point. And then I turn on the first episode and within like the first minute, there's like 
mechs and robots and giant like magicians shooting magic arrows and crazy shit going on and later on there's like a werebear and like there's so much crazy a shit. russian werebear it's just like everyone's like oh it's a hot ass werebear and you're like dude oh, she what? got the worst how's it going show. like that was dude awful. she got fucked up i that, i it's <laughs> you know keep going keep yeah, I, I'll literally, say I watched like what happened to her and i was just like oh my god this is awful and then when it got to the point where her like guts boil out of her like stomach or whatever i was just like uh, uh, no no thank you <laughs> like it's very yeah, no. rare that things can get me to like become kind of physically ill but that was something where i was just like uh i didn't need to see that uh it's not a, yeah, it's I... like animated but it's like still so graphic yeah. yeah i i just oh god because I, I just watched it too i mean it just came it literally just came out um and it i was because i never watched any trailers i was exp- i'm like oh cool it's supposed to be that it, a historical a, a piece of history where there was an actual black samurai from africa and i'm like oh this is gonna be really crazy and i'm gonna see a cool period piece that's an anime animated form and then i watch it and i'm just like what the fuck is this yeah, what the fuck is what this the fuck shit? is like that was actually if i put a review i just say what the fuck is this that would be my yeah. that would be my the, that my entire thesis because i'm i watch watching it it's like what is it six episodes yeah it was also six, really short it? it was six episodes i'm glad it wasn't more, i'm gonna be on streams i'm glad it was not more than six Dude, i would have so, been like fuck i have to keep watching this yeah there were a lot of things that just confused me like they start like the when the mother figure died i was like wait how are you sure that she's dead though like she could just it's, do it. uh, like she could have just gotten like blown farther into the forest or whatever and like i don't like you know what we never saw her body or anything so yeah it's just really weird that they were just like assume she's dead and she like never comes back and it's nothing also weird that any sense yasuke himself was like he didn't feel like the main character like he was just there to protect that young girl who has like the power to do anything basically and yeah no it was and it, it was just super weird I, <laughs> I don't know it was interesting that the main bad guy was that one religious dude like the the christian guy who literally beat yasuke with some like brass knuckles that were like god's hands or whatever I, he was and fucking he, insane and then, and then the he turns lady... into like a mutant with like lightning tentacle powers and i was just like what the fuck is this show what the hell what else is new <laughs> So, yeah, it was it was so fucking weird. It yeah. just didn't it didn't it went from like zero to one hundred immediately, and it, it wasn't even at zero. The before the show starts, it's zero, and then right when the show starts, you're like, how did we get to a hundred already? Also, um, it looks like we're at two hundred now, and it was only supposed to go up to one hundred. Yeah, but whatever. I guess that's I guess that's happening. Yeah, I don't really so, understand this at all. I don't know. It's like the animation is pretty cool. There's some interesting fights, but like I didn't like the animation. You didn't either. like the animation either. Yeah, I don't know. No, I didn't. Like I, I liked certain things. Like I liked Yasuke's dreadlocks. Like I don't know for whatever reason I thought that looked like a, a cool part of his character, but uh, I don't know. It's like I've seen so much better animation all the time just from actual anime stuff true. that I was just and like. I think part of the problem for me was I literally just before this watched Demon Slayer, and that's much much better. Animation. Right after this, I watched Demon Slayer, and I was like, what "The fuck is this?" <laughs> Watching Asuka, I'm like, "Why did I watch that?" But yeah. I could just watch Demon Slayer sooner. <laughs> it was also really weird that I was like, as much as I love the Keith Stanfield 
like he just didn't seem like i don't know if they just told him to act like yasuke has no emotions all the time but like it's or maybe he's just not a very good voice actor specifically but i don't know i just wasn't doing it for me and I, so i tried to see if there was a japanese uh he just sounded tired the whole time which i understand I yeah get and he was trying he like... was playing a like old uh worn down samurai so like i get it but the i tried to change it to like japanese voice acting and i'm like wait a minute it, there's literally only the english version so this is i guess this is all there is no there, there, isn't there a japanese dub too uh, may- it's supposed to be there is a japanese dub is there um the, weird yeah. okay i tried to change it and i swear some people have like, switched the- back and forth and people didn't like either uh oh. some people were like both are bad because it Ooh. doesn't look like it even syncs with the it's supposed to be made for english i think and then the, that, the japanese is the dub ironically. i think that's what it was it was like when i clicked on the um uh voice options the um it, said, it like, takes you English, English automatically. English was like the original version, and I was like, "Oh, so this was how it was meant to be." Oh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just kind of okay. Yeah, I honestly I would not recommend it. Um, yeah, people, that's the, it, you could honestly watch. If you haven't watched Demon Slayer, just go watch Demon Slayer instead. Yeah, that's the other thing is like there's so many other animes of the same style that are just so much better that it's just Yasuke is just it's okay <laughs> yeah this is uh this is a miss on the netflix animated front yeah. for sure um, i think that's all I, we got the time for though we should get going no yeah we should stop uh thank you guys of course for listening in and don't watch Jessica. and <laughs> of course you can write in and at sutra talk at gmail.com send us any feedback comments any questions you want us to read out on the show you can and you can also follow the show at sutra talk on twitter and instagram you can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. You could follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And of course, please uh, follow, subscribe, like, uh, five-star review for whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, I believe five-star is really just with Apple, but if you're listening to Apple, that would really help us out. And of course, uh, share it out with people uh, online, word of mouth. If you see us tweet something, if you could retweet it, if you see us uh, post something on our Instagram, if you share that to our, your story, that would be fantastic. That would really help us. That's really... Uh, how that gets us spread out more so but we will be back next week with episode 100 uh like i said longer longer than an hour and a half at least shorter than three hours guaranteed i don't think we're gonna be here for three hours right james no, I don't think so. not. but yeah so it'll be somewhere in between uh think of something around two to two and a half hours at the most at the most but i don't even think it'll be that long but we'll see what happens we'll see what we want to really talk about but until then you guys have a great week and enjoy uh, this and Sutra Sidewatch and everything else. Yep. Thanks for listening.